So I'm speaking on behalf of people like me. What is one way you can make money in Bitcoin? One way you can make money in Bitcoin. Uh, I go with the first, the most important way. And mm -hmm. I would try to like, keep in mind, this is, this is the HODL method, um, which is basically just holding Bitcoin. But to kind of think about this isn't to go from the idea that you're making money far because, you know, the value of your Bitcoin is getting uh, better over time historically, but really what's going on. And if you remember my last episode mm -hmm. about inflation is you, you're hedging yourself from inflation or when you hold your dollars within Bitcoin, you're staying away from, you know, the money printer go burp. You're staying away from the government printing more money and like reducing uh, the purchasing power or the value of the money you're holding. So really you're not making money when you hold Bitcoin, you're avoiding losing money when you hold the dollar. Cause remember like you can't save dollars long-term. <laughs> no, I, I, I am happy you explained all that, but let's not forget you asked me to say that question. So um, <laughs> all that oh. to just explain <laughs> that I'm asking you the wrong question. So um, <laughs> you mentioned hodling earlier. Is that H-O-D-L? Yeah. Yes, it is H-O-D-L. And then that basically means, if I remember correctly, that just means to hold, hold that asset. Yeah, or like if you remember during like the NFT craze, they were talking about like diamond hands. Um, but yeah, just just hold the asset no matter what. Okay, nice. So strong conviction. Nice. Okay, hold the asset. I like that. I'm writing it down. <laughs> what would you say is the second way? And I'm saying the right question. <laughs> what is the second way? Um, people cannot lose um, money in Bitcoin um, or stabilize it, I should say. Okay, so now I'm going to like hit you with a reverse combo. <laughs> For the second way, this is the way I actually use to make money in Bitcoin, not necessarily avoid inflation. Sorry for the, yeah, the confusion, but, or the trickery. But yeah, like, um, also, I want to state that I am not your financial advisor. I am not a financial advisor. Do your own research. But this is what I've been doing for the past few years. Uh, it's called selling covered calls and uh, puts. Oh, okay. Selling puts, selling calls, uh, putting what, where, why, who? <laughs> <laughs> um, basically it's uh, generating money by using i use bitcoin related stock so like microstrategy or the futures bito and i know it sounds confusing but i promise you anyone can learn you just go to td ameritrade's free course by just signing up and getting an account and literally reading through the material but i'll give you an an analogy so that it makes sense uh-huh let's say in this analogy the stock I'm making money from, and this isn't necessarily trading, um, but let's say it's more investing, but let's say the stock we're talking about is just a house. Let's mm -hmm. think of this as a house. Like give me a 
rough estimate of how much you bought your theoretical house for? Um, let's say 300K. Nice. Okay, let's say you bought a house for 300K. What value do you think you'd be comfortable selling that house for if you had to? Um, define comfortably. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like if you had to, I don't know, like, this is the email me too specific, but like, if you had to leave for whatever reason, and you just wanted to move to a new area, what, what price would you be like, I'm comfortable selling at a profit? Like, it would be a nice profit for you. Um, okay. Let's say 400K. Okay, good. So let's say you're comfortable selling your house for 400K. And remember, in this example, the house is stock. So let's say you own stock and you're comfortable selling that stock at a higher price um, for 400K. But let's stick to the house. Mm -hmm. You're comfortable selling that house at 400K. If you sold the house at 400K, what would be your profit? Um, So let's see. You carry the one, subtract the two, marry the four. Don't forget to divide the. the oh, divide! X. You divide the X. Um, I think one hundred K in profit. Nice. You sound like the the mathematician. Next episode, we should call it "Ask the Mathematician." <sighs> okay. Really? We should no. maybe we should insert laughing tracks. Let's just we'll talk about it later. Okay, we'll discuss it in, in the after credits. But um, <laughs> okay. So now you've set, you've determined the price at which you're willing, willing to sell your house or stock for and the amount of profit you're willing to, to go with. So now I would, you'd be called the seller of options. You actually own the house. You actually own the stock. Mm-hmm. Now me, let's call me the gambler <laughs> or the trader, the okay. people who are trying to get everyone to trading over the pandemic. I'm the buyer of options. I don't own any stock. I don't own any house, but I want to trade in the short term what I think will happen. Mm -hmm. Let's say I come to your neighborhood and I think that they're going to build like a Starbucks or a Whole Foods or I don't know, a good school with bathrooms near your house. Not not that schools don't have bathrooms, but near your house. (laughs) (laughs) And I say, okay, she's willing to sell her house at 400000 I'm willing to buy your house at 400000 because I believe that for whatever reason, your house will go above 400000 I think mm-hmm. it's going to go to five hundred because of all the stuff that they're building in oh, the next so few months. It's like you as, uh, I guess, the middleman, if you can say, you yes. have like insider information. Uh, maybe, or maybe I'm just gambling. Uh, right right okay but okay betting it's betting kind of like betting betting. i'm betting yeah okay you are the seller which is the tactic i use to make money so you're not necessarily gambling i the buyer am gambling in a sense i ask you (laughs) (laughs) i ask you and i say hey um let's write up a contract or an option that if your house no sorry that for the next however so months or however so time period that we agree on if your house goes above 500,000 I mean you 400. said 400 yeah 400,000 by the end of this period 
you will sell your house to me. Mm. So let's say in scenario A, the house and oh, with this option, I have to pay you up front to mm-hmm. have this option. Okay. So I may pay you like 10% of that, which is what I usually get every few months. Um, and you, you'll get like $30,000 up front. Mm-hmm. That, that's your income. That's how I make income you as the seller, me as a seller, I, you make income up front by people who want to gamble on the, the right to your stock or your home. Wait, wait, wait. So it's kind of like, in this analogy, I'm kind of thinking it's like, um, oh God. Okay, let's say there's um, buried treasure somewhere in the middle of the Atlantic Sea and uh, pirates are on their way to find that buried treasure but you are someone kind of like Christopher Columbus and you have insider to um, the value of that treasure. You know, it's going to be so valuable. So you want it first. So you're kind of like being Christopher Columbus and kind of sneaking your way to get that treasure first because you know, it's valuable. As the buyer in a sense. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And someone's like up fronting it, but they get paid regardless. So like in that scenario, you, the seller, would be like the person who owns the boat. Yeah, no, it's beneficial for the for the buyer. Yeah, it's beneficial for the buyer. It's also beneficial for the seller mm. because someone's paying the seller income to have the boat to go even see if there's treasure. Mm. So the person who owns the boat to go get the treasure in that scenario earns regardless. However, in your scenario, if the pirate actually finds the treasure, then the pirate makes a lot of money. But, but then you... don't you think as the seller that it's actually also harmful because maybe you do gain the upfront of 30K, but you mm-hmm. actually are losing um, the back end of 100 plus in prop. Yeah, 100 yes, plus Yes, exactly. So, so it's, you know. So it, it's, it's a trade-off, right? Like, and I'll go back to the example of your house. If your house actually does go up to 500,000, you're right. You're not going to get that extra 100k. You'll get the difference between 300 and 400 plus 30. Mm-hmm. But I, the person who bought the option, will gain the difference between 400 and 500. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Mhm. So, wow, you get it. It looks like you're 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 an option expert now. You can go make income <laughs> on the market. <laughs> Everyone please tune in to Ask the expert <laughs> to spin yeah. a podcast. Um, B- buy my uh, trading course below in the description <laughs> below. But um, yeah, so that that's how I, I make money. Like I, I'm giving away the right to make more money for income. I'm not getting rich. I'm just making income. And again, you can go learn more at TD Ameritrade. They have a free course where they'll actually walk you through with experts and fake money to get you started. Mm, yeah that's how i make it that's the second way i wish they were using real money but that's another conversation i mean you can put real money in really yeah that's just the training program can you can you send me five dollars what okay so um (laughs) (laughs) what would you say is the the last way um you recommend people to not lose money in bitcoin or yeah. make money, but uh, Bitcoin mining, you can make money in Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin mining. It's hard for the individual because you're competing against like industrial miners. 
um, and your electricity costs are high. So really, it's more profitable for people uh, who are using smaller scale miners. I think like Heatbit has one. I haven't looked into it. Um, it's a heater that also comes with a Bitcoin miner, like a space heater. And there's another one, Futurebit. Like it's like 200 megawatt. No, uh, you you can plug it into your outlet. Uh, not that much money, but it's not. It doesn't use that much electricity. Otherwise, if you're using like a S19 uh, Pro, like the real industrial Bitcoin miner, you want to find a place of like cheap electricity, kind of like renewable electricity. Or if you're plugging your miner straight into a power production plant, and you're using wasted energy for the cheap. Mm. That's what a lot of miners are doing. So like uh, energy plants, uh, they you know they'll have a lot of wasted energy just because let's say we don't are, we don't use any, like, do you use energy consistently throughout the day or do you use energy at certain time periods, like in the morning or evening more than others? Um, I mean, in my particular, no, yeah, I don't think anything is consistent. Exactly. So in this case, um, energy plants can't just like, turn down their energy production to match what you do during your day. They just over make energy and then that en energy that's not used is just wasted. So Bitcoin miners are buying that energy up front, paying these energy companies, which is allowing those energy companies to expand their operations. But again, that's a, a whole other topic for a different episode. It's just an idea if you want to make money from Bitcoin mining. And that's all. All right, cool. Um, and my only final question is, what do you want your audience to take away from today's episode? Yeah, so remember that Bitcoin is, is to me, it's a currency. It's just a tool. It, you can make money from it, but never forget that it is a tool. Um, if you really want to make money from, from Bitcoin, understand its tool. Go in the world and actually produce value. Then store that value in Bitcoin to hedge against inflation. But other than that, thank you for tuning in.